What's up, all you sinners out there? All you loving spoonfuls? All you get downs with your get downs? Welcome back to the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast, coming to you live from the capital city of the Bible Belt, lovely Lynchburg, Virginia. It's Saturday when I'm recording this. If you listen to it when it comes out, it'll be a holy Sunday, a holy day, a day of rest. But I won't be resting. I'm going to do some productive shit this Sunday. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody is doing well, happy, healthy, well-adjusted, living in sin, enjoying breaking all the all the rules from the Holy Scriptures. Hope you're having a good fucking time. And today, I would like to talk about having a good fucking time. And one of my favorite ways to have a good fucking time is to laugh. I love to laugh. But more than that, I love to make people laugh. Makes me happy. Crack a joke, see somebody bust out laughing. Makes me feel good. And um, I have grown up my whole life loving comedy. Comedy from all sides. I love stand-up comedy. I used to love sitcoms. They don't really make good sitcoms anymore because everybody's so politically correct and afraid of being canceled or hurting somebody's fragile feelings. But um, true, real comedy comes from the soul. And the best comedy comes from making fun of each other and making fun of ourselves. I like to think that I'm the first person to make fun of myself. I enjoy doing it. I really do. But um, the reason I want to talk about this today is because a few days ago, I watched the uh, new Dave Chappelle special on Netflix and as with everything I've ever watched by him, I was just completely blown away. The man is an absolute genius. And I came to the conclusion watching this special that he may very well be the most honest person in our country right now. You get lies everywhere. You get people uh, talking about their beliefs and their agendas, and they're trying to pick teams and make you pick teams and this guy just comes out and tells you what he thinks and how he feels, and it is fucking hilarious. Anyone who was offended by the special, anyone who really believes that Dave Chappelle is transphobic, just isn't paying attention. Um, he's just a genius, and he comes from a long line of geniuses in his business. Um, I guess probably my favorite two comedians are Dave Chappelle and George Carlin. And Dave Chappelle was was someone that I actually got to see him live in the early 2000s. And he was just someone that just blew my head off. I couldn't believe that someone could be that funny, that honest, and that not give a fuck. That dude does not give a fuck. Totally uninhibited, which makes him a genius and makes him rare in our society. George Carlin introduced me to how to make fun of Christians. When I make fun of Christian beliefs, when I make fun of someone saying something really fucking stupid in the name of the Lord, it comes from George Carlin. I grew up watching him. I still go on YouTube and watch him just to put myself in a good mood. And it's hysterical. It's absolutely hysterical. Another thing is that I came to the conclusion two years ago was that part of being a Christian 
is that you have to agree to not get any fucking enjoyment out of life. You're not supposed to laugh when you're made fun of. You're not supposed to laugh when someone makes fun of the Bible or makes fun of God. You're supposed to sit there and whine and pout and be pathetic and be sad. And um, it's the total antithesis of what comedy really is. And comedy goes back to the beginning of time. I'm sure that caveman and cavewoman love to get a good laugh in once a day because life was hard and they needed to find those silver linings in any cloud that they could. Laughter goes back to the beginning of humanity. You know, if you go back and you, you read history books and you read old plays and you read Shakespeare and you hear about the king being entertained by the court gestures. Make me laugh or I'll kill you. Seems like uh, they've softened up the uh, the goals a little bit here lately in comedy. But I love stand-up comedy. And to me, the more crass, the more crude, the more rude, the more offensive, the funnier. I love it. I eat it up. I love Dave Chappelle. I love Carlin. I love anybody who's offensive. And I personally like being offended. You know, there's been a lot of talk recently about, you know, the LBGTQ community being offended, going back years and years through people's emails to find something that they can use to try to cancel people in society. Well, guess what? You can't fucking cancel me because I'm a fucking nobody. Your Bible Belt atheist is a nobody. I have no stature. I have no power. I have no stroke. I have no fame. I have no fortune. So fuck you. If you don't like it, don't listen. That's the only way you can cancel me. But people are being canceled every day and they're having their livelihoods taken away. You know, the head coach of the, of the uh, Raiders was fired or he quit. I don't know which one it was this week because they went back 10 years and found emails where he said offensive things. Do I think it was right what he said? Absolutely not. I think it makes him look like an idiot, makes him look like a fool. Well, now he's lost his career. He's lost his livelihood. So guess what? He's probably going to be pretty fucking pissed off at those people that canceled him and cost him his career. So do you think he's going to get friendlier? Do you think he learned his lesson? He's going to chill out. Fuck no. He's going to be like a wounded animal. He's going to come back and he's going to hit hard. And that's been a big problem with our society over the years. A lot of these people who wave the Trump flags feel like they've been wounded over the years. They feel like no one has listened to them. No one has taken them seriously. So they're striking back in this way. So it all kind of comes around full circle. You take someone's livelihood away and they get worse. They get meaner. Now, you've got people like Bill Cosby, who was obviously canceled for the right reason. Um, if he does make a comeback of any kind, if he gets his name in the paper, if he gets his face in front of a camera, he's probably not going to say nice things and he's probably not going to be eating Jello pudding pops. He's probably going to be pretty fucking pissed off. So there you have it. You can't expect to cost people their livelihood and them not to want revenge. It's a fact. Humans are vengeful characters. 
And, you know, Christians worship a vengeful God. So revenge is everywhere. Everybody's out to get somebody. And you keep poking the bear, you keep poking the wounded animal, and pretty soon they're going to fucking attack you. So to all of you out there who've been offended and have been fragile and brittle, and you think that you're doing good work by shutting people down and costing them their livelihoods and costing them their ability to to make a living and take care of their families and take care of themselves, there's going to come a time of retribution. There's going to come a time where these people are going to strike back. And the way culture is right now, there's more people being canceled right now than not being canceled. So pretty soon, all of you cancel culture motherfuckers are going to be outnumbered. And then they're going to cancel you. It all comes around. It's called karma. You cancel enough people, and pretty soon somebody's going to start going through your emails. They're going to start going through your life history, and they're going to find something because we're all imperfect. We're all sinners out there, people. We've all done things that other people will find offensive. I'm offensive to a lot of people, and I'm okay with that, but I'm not hiding it. And I'm not going out trying to cancel people because I think I'm holier than thou. No, I'm offensive. You're offensive. We're all offensive. What we need to do instead of canceling each other, we need to start laughing and making fucking fun of each other. All right. So I think I've mentioned before that I was born in the seventies, raised in the eighties. So I would be considered old by some people. So next year, next summer, I will be 50. 50 years old. I feel pretty good about it, actually. I still have 95% of my hair and all of my balls. So I'm not going anywhere. But being born in the 70s and raised in the 80s, I feel like looking back, I grew up on the heyday of sitcoms and the heyday of stand-up comedy. I grew up in a time where people could laugh at themselves and at each other without getting their feelings hurt. Imagine the concept. Oh my goodness. I grew up watching Sanford and Son. That's right, Sanford and Son on a black and white TV when you only had three channels. And that show was full of stereotypes. I know that everyone knew of Fred Sanford. Everybody did. Everyone knew of Fred Sanford. Not everyone knew a million dollar man. Not everyone knew an incredible Hulk, but everybody knew of Fred Sanford. And that motherfucker was funny. Red Fox, if you ever listen to some classic comedy, if you ever want to listen to some really dirty, nasty, sexist, racist, offensive shit, go back and find yourself a Red Fox album. Oh my, there's no way, there's no way in the current climate of society that he could do that work. Not only would he have been canceled, he probably would have never been allowed to release product. And have you ever seen Blazing Saddles? Have you ever seen a Mel Brooks movie? Mel Brooks could not make those movies now. I'm surprised they still let him exist, to be quite honest with you. And that's just an example of how really, really 
funny, funny stuff cannot exist now. That's why Dave Chappelle is such an anomaly. That's why it's so special. And that's why I tell people, hey, forget what you've heard. Forget all the things you've heard in the media about people calling for him to be canceled. Go watch it for yourself. Stop fucking listening to the trolls that have an opinion about it. Watch it. Form your own opinion. Because it's very rare in our society that something out there like this gets put out. And kudos to Netflix for saying, no, we don't think it's offensive. We're going to keep it out there. But then again, the rumor is they paid $24 million for it. So they're not going to let it go anytime soon. Remember, kids, like I always say, it's all about the money. But it's hysterical. And I hope you watch it. And if you're a fan of comedy like I am, if you're younger than me, if you're in your 20s and you think Joe Rogan's funny and you think that the stuff you hear on podcasts are funny, Go back, dig up the classic stuff. Dig up, dig up the old Red Fox. Dig up the old Richard Pryor. Oh my goodness. Talk about somebody who could make fun of himself. This guy set himself on fire and almost died and came back and recorded a special where all he does is make fun of himself for setting himself on fire. That, my friends, is comedy. And it's worth checking out because it's fucking hysterical. But more importantly than that, it's uninhibited. Those classic guys, they were not worried about what some 20-year-old in college thought of them. They did not give a fuck. Um, I stream my television. I don't actually have cable TV. So I ran across this channel called Pluto. And it has a whole bunch of different TV networks on it. And one of the networks that it has on it, it's, it's, it constantly plays Johnny Carson Tonight Show episodes back to back. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It plays the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. One of my favorites ever. Um, I remember as a kid, I was a night owl. And so was my mother. So even on a school night, I'd catch myself up watching Johnny Carson and then David Letterman. But Carson was hilarious. And I go back now and I watch those old episodes. Even ones from when I was just very young or not even born yet. And some of the stuff on there, some of the stuff Don Rickles said about minorities would not happen today. He would have been, he would have been kicked out of the country. He would have had to go live in exile somewhere. Don Rickles is another one. Fucking hilarious. He made fun of everybody, but he made fun of himself first. That's what makes comedy funny. You have to be able to make fun of yourself. Dave Chappelle probably said the N-word 200 times in his special. I don't say the N-word because it doesn't mean the same thing coming from a white guy in the Bible belt. When black people say the N-word, it's their word. If I say it, it has a totally different meaning. For instance, if I call myself a cracker, it's funny. If someone else calls me a cracker, might not be so funny. They may not mean it the same way. Okay? You with me? That's what makes the old stand-up comedy and the old sitcoms so fucking amazing. They were a mirror. These people were looking into a mirror. When Richard Pryor did stand-up comedy... He was looking into a mirror and he was telling you what he saw. He saw himself, 
He saw an imperfect being with imperfect thoughts, and he made fun of that. And he made fun of his community while he was at it, much as Dave Chappelle does. He pulls no punches. Dave Chappelle will make fun of anybody. Black, white, purple, pink, gay, straight. He does not give a fuck. And that's why I love him. And that's why I love people like that. You know, they make comments about, well, Dave Chappelle can't be canceled. He's too big. They say Joe Rogan can't be canceled. He's too big. Why cancel him? What's your reason? Give me one good reason why Dave Chappelle should be canceled. Because he said something that was true, but you didn't fucking like it? Turn it off. Turn it off. I remember back in the 80s, the music that I grew up loving, people in Washington, Washington wives, senators' wives, wanted to cancel it. They wanted to do away with it. And uh, Frank Zappa testified in front of the Senate and said, hey, if you don't like it, just fucking turn it off. If you don't like Dave Chappelle, don't watch his special. But we live in a nation full of people who wake up every morning with the single goal of finding a way to be offended. They want someone to offend them. They want someone to hurt their feelings. Well, as a public service announcement, I'm here for you. Shoot me an email. If you really get up every morning and you want to be offended, I can help you out. I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. I am your Bible Belt atheist. And if you need to be offended, I'm your fucking man. So I guess the point I'm trying to make with all this is comedy is fucking hilarious, but it's only hilarious if it's real, if it's true, if it's honest. And I go back to what I said earlier. Dave Chappelle might be the most honest human being in our country. He has no agenda. He has not been bought. He sold his special to Netflix for a reported $24 million. But he recorded it before he sold it. So his attitude was, this is my shit. Take it or leave it. Because he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't need to give a fuck. And he's so fucking smart that he knows he doesn't need to give a fuck. There's so many people out there, so many brilliant people that are scared to death to put their talents out there because they're afraid that it all might be taken away from them. They live in fear. And it's not just entertainers and it's not just comedians. It's people everywhere. You know, I was told recently that... um, a company here in town was uh, was told a while back that they couldn't use like his and her pronouns. They couldn't use the gender pronouns, but yet they had a party where they sent out an email and said that all the men could wear khakis and button down shirts, but all the women had to wear dresses. It was the dress code. So you can't say her, but you can make her wear a dress. This whole being political correct and not getting your feelings hurt has gotten really fucking silly. It's just fucking silly. I love to laugh. I love to laugh at shit that makes me feel uncomfortable. I like feeling uncomfortable. I really do. Um, it, it's, you know, some people like horror movies. Some people like to really just be scared to fucking death. 
And I think that's great. That's not me. I'm not into blood and gore. I don't need to be scared. If I want to be scared, I just look at my fucking light bill every month. But funny needs to be offensive. George Carlin, if he would have stood up there and just told knock-knock jokes, I would have never heard of him. If Dave Chappelle would have told jokes without using the N-word or without saying fuck every three minutes, he wouldn't be Dave Chappelle and he wouldn't be funny and you'd probably never heard of him. So there's that. But sitcoms, sitcoms now. I can't watch sitcoms now. They've got all these families that uh, that they're politically correct and they try to weave and bob between the the social rules of today and I go back and watch different strokes. Yeah. I go back and watch Sanford and Son. I go back and watch Good Times. I go back and watch What's Happening. You want to see a funny-ass motherfucking sitcom of really funny people making fun of themselves and making fun of their community. Go back and watch Good Times and watch it with an open mind. I guarantee you you will laugh your ass off. Go back and watch what's happening. You will laugh your fucking ass off. But more importantly than that, you will see yourself in some of those characters. When I watch those shows, I know those people. I grew up with somebody like every one of those characters. I did. I grew up watching shows that look like my world. There's nothing out there now that's on mainstream anything that looks like my world. That's why everybody now watches The Crown. That's why everybody now watches these shows that talk about how wonderful life was in other eras. How wonderful life was before we had more than three channels to watch. You know? That's where you go watching the you watch the marvelous Miss Maisel. A story about a woman who comes up and just kind of stumbles into stand-up comedy from another era. And it's fucking funny. It's hilarious. It's one of the best series I've ever seen. But it has to do with a different era. You can't make a current era show like that. Because she would spend every episode taking words out of her stand-up routine because she doesn't want to offend a certain group of people. In life, you need to be offended. You need to be offended because that tells you where your beliefs are. It tells you what you think, how you feel. You need to be offended from time to time to figure out where you stand. It wasn't until recently, until the whole Trump madness started, It taught me how I really feel about politicians and our government. As much as I don't like Trump, as much as I don't like Trump followers, I don't like any politicians on any side, from any party. But it took this Cheeto-looking fucking moron to offend me enough to where I realized they're all rotten. They're all pieces of shit. None of them have our best interest at hand. But I had to be offended and I had to be rubbed the wrong way before I could figure it out and come to that conclusion. So I feel sorry for these kids growing up now 
20-somethings in college, coming out of college, that have never seen anything offensive. I've never seen somebody like Red Fox. I've never listened to George Carlin. They don't know what it's like to be offended. They've lived in a world that has been nerfed for them. Everybody remember Nerf footballs? Every parent bought their kid one that I grew up with because they got tired of us breaking our fucking fingers with real footballs. So they gave us Nerf footballs. Well, that's what we've done to the world. We've nerfed it through their entertainment, through everything. We need to unnerf the world. We need to get offensive again. We need to figure out what we really believe because we're not getting that anymore. I remember when I was a kid growing up, I watched the Dukes of Hazard. Well, the Dukes of Hazard has been canceled. I don't think you can find it anywhere. It had a Confederate flag on the top of the car. Uh, it was a bunch of rubes from Hazard County, Georgia, running around, running from the law. Had a had a mayor that uh, boss hog that was stealing money from every source he'd get his hands on. Kind of like politicians today. But no, it can't exist because it was from the South and it had a Confederate flag on the top of the car, so it's got to go. It's got to go. I never watched one episode of that show that made me feel like uh, I was a racist because I watched it. I never saw anything on it that appeared to be racist. But because there was a Confederate flag on the top of the car, it was deemed racist and it had to go. If you don't like the Dukes of Hazard, if you don't like the Confederate flag on top of the car, don't watch the motherfucker. It's real simple. That's what remote controls were made for, so you could change shit. These kids today, they're growing up in a world where they're not exposed to anything that's not highly critiqued and highly edited. Even what they call reality TV is fully scripted. They're not going to put anything on reality TV. That's going to offend anybody. You're not going to watch American Idol and be offended by what somebody might say because they're not going to allow it. It's not going to happen. Comedy is the best way to get your feelings hurt. And it's hard to find good comedy. Um, there's some current uh, comedians that are pretty fucking foul and pretty fucking funny, and I love all of them. There's Mark Marin, There's Bill Burr. There's Joey Diaz. Uh, I could go down the list. There's a few of them. But um, that's where the last bastion of true, offensive, take a look in the mirror. Everybody knows somebody in this skit. That's where it's, that's the only place it's left is some of this stand-up comedy. So when people call out Dave Chappelle and they say he's bad or they say he should be canceled, I'm offended by that. That's what offends me. That's what offends me is telling someone they shouldn't be offensive. You're offending me by telling me that people shouldn't be offensive. I'm offended now. Where do I get to gripe? Where do I get to bitch? I don't do Twitter. I don't do Facebook. Where do I get to complain and say, God damn it, I'm tired of not being offended. That offends me. That's a beautiful thing about stand-up comedy. and It's something that I love about my own brain and how it works. And I'm pretty proud of the fact that I can look at any subject matter, I can look at any issue from several different sides, not just from one side, not from the popular side, not from the unpopular side. 
I can look at it from all sides and I can give you an argument from all sides. And uh, I learned that from watching stand-up comics talk about things and raise points about issues that I'd never thought of before. You can't count on the news to do that. They're only going to give you their side. They're going to interpret the news and they're going to spit it back at you based on their agenda and based on their platform. I don't want that. I want to hear all sides. I want to know everything about everything. And then I'll make a decision myself on what I believe. It's deeper than just trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. It's trying to eliminate a viewpoint. It's, it's, it's trying to eliminate a thought about a subject. And you can't do that. If I can't get all parts of the story, I don't want any of the story. Because I cannot make an educated, common sense decision on how I believe anything or how I feel about anything if I don't know the whole story. So let Dave Chappelle tell the whole story. Let him make fun of it. Let him make fun of himself. Let him make fun of us. I would love to go back and see Dave Chappelle again and sit in the front row and him rip me a fucking part. Make fun of my shoes. Make fun of my hair. Make fun of anything you want to make fun of. I would love it. It would be the highlight of my life probably. We need to be offended, people. It's the only thing that keeps us alive. It's the only thing that's exciting anymore. I don't need the world nerfed for me. And trust me, you don't need the world nerfed for you. So we need to get back to the funny. We need to get back to making fun of each other. Have a laugh at your best friend's expense. When that motherfucker does something stupid, make jokes about it to everybody he knows. Pretty soon, the pain of the stupid thing he did, or she did, is going to go away and he's going to be able to laugh about it. Or she's going to be able to laugh about it. I'm telling you. Take my word for it. I'm old. I'm almost 50. I'm practically fucking prehistoric. My childhood was lived out in black and white. I'm old as shit. My social security number is two. I've been saying that joke for 40 fucking years. It never gets old. Anyway, thank you for listening. If this was your first time, thank you for checking it out. If you have come back for more and seem to enjoy the beatdowns that I try to give out to the silly people, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you'd like to reach out and if you would like to send me a question, an insult, an observation, if you would like to just send me an email to tell me why I'm wrong, I would love to hear from you. My email is the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation, just the Bible Belt Atheist at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have an amazing week. Now get out there and get to sinning. <laughs>